Hello and welcome to The Softer Side. I'm your life transitions coach, Shelley Carney. Let's design your life. Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice bring you The Softer Side, life transitions and relationship coaching. Join the live chat on YouTube every Wednesday and Friday at thesofterside.live. Today's topic is an empty nest holidays without the kids. So we're going to talk a little bit about what it's like to, you know, go from having a house full of children and how that's helping us celebrate the holiday. And then as they grow up, go off to college, you know, uh, move out on their own, and maybe they don't come home. How does that feel? And what can we do about that empty house feeling? Let's talk a little bit about the empty nest syndrome and what that is. The empty nest syndrome is a transitional period in the li- in our lives that highlights the feelings of sadness, loss, depression, loneliness, distress, a loss of purpose and meaning in life. Basically, we've gone from taking care of other people to not having those people to take care of anymore. Now they're adults, they're out on their own, they don't need us to take care of them anymore. So we, we miss that. We have a sense of loss and emptiness. And... I had two children, and they're uh, both grown, although my son still lives at home. Um, my daughter got married and moved to Texas. So, uh, And when my son graduated high school, he went to college at a uh, university that was a couple of hours away. So there was that, that, um, that moment of leaving him at the college and driving away, and how did that feel? That felt very difficult. I was surprised. Um, I had not anticipated having that problem because he's still in state. He's not that far away. He's in a dorm. He's safe. He's got, you know, people there watching over him and, um, he's got a phone, you know, he's anything he could call for if he needed it. Um, that, uh, we, we just, uh, we still experienced that feeling, that emptiness that, oh my gosh, we just left our son behind. That's, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> and and you can't really explain it or put your finger on why you feel that way because it isn't completely logical. You've done your job as a parent. You know, we should be celebrating. Yet at the same time, we do have that feeling of loss. Now, let's talk to somebody who had six children and how it feels when they grow up and move away and you have an empty nest. So uh, I think I... I had the fortunate experience of never having experienced an ent- a, 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 an empty nest in the way that it is described there. And I think the difference is that I had children whose ages ranged. So there was, the youngest is now 30, the oldest is 48. Mm. So there was an 18-year period where there was a slow motion movement towards empty nestery. <laughs> uh, and we were a very active family. We had athletes, you know, we had, we had, I was a soccer coach. I traveled. Laura was a female soccer coach, et cetera, et cetera. And um, so the, the kind of demarcation, the inflection point for each one of them was the deal that if uh, putting you through college, after college, you had to find your own way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to tease them and say, "You got ninety days to get out of my house." I, I, you know, I just 
characterize it like that. I didn't expect it. But the funny part was is it didn't even they'd always they'd already have plans once they graduated where they were going to live, where they were going to work, who's who what friends they were going to live with. So they were now, out of there. When they went off to college, did they all move out of the house at that point when they moved? No, no, they would come back. I mean, they would come back at holidays and and but they for were living at the college. Yeah, yeah. The only one. Let me see. Did anybody not go to college? No, no. There was no local. Everybody went. You know, uh, not even Carl, and he was junior college, right? He well, he started at junior college, and then and then in the second year migrated to James Madison. Mm-hmm. But that was, you know, three hours away. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sean was at University of Virginia, Jason at University of Colorado, et cetera, et cetera. So there were none that didn't go off to college. Mm-hmm. You know, University of Tennessee, uh, Coastal Carolina University, uh, uh, Johnson and Wales University, et cetera, et cetera. So nobody stayed home anyway. Mm-hmm. And so they were, and kind of the rule was, uh, they would they would say, you never come down to visit me. You know, we it, it was like a teasing thing, mm-hmm. but they they had cell phones at that point. We had the internet to maintain communications and things like that, and it was really like, eh, we're okay with that. You don't have to. You're going to come home at Thanksgiving. You're going to come home at the the Christmas, New Year's holidays. It's right. the spring break. Although right. even at spring break, it got to the point where they were not coming home at spring break. Mm-hmm. They were going off to their friends to, uh, you know, their various. Partified spring breaks, you know. Right. You're spring breaking in where? You know, yeah. kind of. <laughs> um, so there was a lot of independence there. So there was kind of a slow motion direction towards mm-hmm. uh, empty nests. So that by the time they were all gone, so what coincided was uh, Laura and I were divorced about the same time the last of them graduated from college. Oh. Right. So it all happened kind of the same time. Mm-hmm. And as you well know, my plan eventually was to retire to Costa Rica. So they, and they all knew that. So yeah. they knew that, uh, that we would be, be separated by that distance and that we would have to make other arrangements for those kinds of things. So I don't think, I'm, I'm trying to think, I didn't, ex- you know, the, what you're describing here, I didn't experience that. Now, every once in a while, I think to myself, geez, I got to go visit the kids on the East Coast, things like that. Yeah. But I didn't experience sadness, loss, depression, loneliness, distress, any of that. And I think it was because there was no sudden loss. When you have two children and they graduate from college within a two-year period and then they go off on their lives, you know, to where in your case, Austin, uh, I think you might experience that. But I was very fortunate in the sense that it was a gradual... Well, what about when your last one... Uh, was home and getting ready to graduate high school. Did you have any s- impending sense of, gosh, I'm I'm gonna, you know, lose my last one here. I I guess there might have been some of that, but again, I just I didn't I, I didn't feel like I was losing anybody. I felt like they were going off to college, and that was the plan. Yeah, I, I think because it was always planned, you're going to go off to college and. And you're going to have your choice of college. And if it's close to where we live, you know, the furthest was Jason went to the University of Colorado. All the rest were within a couple of states, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, But but there was no, I'm out of here and and the house is going to be empty. I I just didn't, the house got big all of a sudden. Yeah. But I knew they'd be coming back for holidays that could be, you know, Mm -hmm. and then it would fill up for a while and and there'd be a lot of energy. And then they'd go off again. I mean, it's the same as here. Mm -hmm. I mean, I spend more hours on my own 
than with anybody else. I mean, you're over here a couple of times a week, and we spend a lot of time doing our, our programs. But for the most part, I'm alone. On the other hand, I talk to the kids. I talk to at least one child every day, kind of, mm. you know, a- as we make plans. I do get to travel back to the East Coast a lot so I can see them. And, it's, and now they have their own houses, you know, their own mm-hmm. families, their own mm-hmm. houses. So it's kind of me invading their space <laughs> at this point. Right. Now, they're all very generous, but don't get me wrong. Right. They love having me there. Uh, grand, you know, Poppy's in town. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't feel like I experience, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, uh, so it's been, that's the other thing, too. It's been a long time. I mean, it's 10 years now in the case of the youngest. So, uh, but I don't have any memory of it being a difficult transition. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it was just kind of always planned that was the way it was going to be. Yeah. And and as it happened, that, you know, when you have six kids and the first one does that, then the second one does that, then the third one does that, and they kind of know, each of them knows in their turn, that's the plan. We're going to go off to college, we're going to graduate, and then we're going to go do our own thing. Uh, and, and so it was gradual. There was not this suddenness, you know, a transitional period in life. Mm-hmm. My transitional period in life lasted 18 years. Oh, I see, yeah. You know? Yeah. So I didn't get the opportunity to kind of, to, uh, I don't want to say wallow in my sadness. <laughs> it, it wasn't anything like that. It was like, okay, well, you're gone off to college. Now I got to get this one through high school. And you're gone off to college. Now I got to get this one, you know. Right. Um, and, and so I, I, I had the advantage of not, of having that 18-year period to work out whatever issues I was experiencing. And I, and I don't remember Laura being like that. You know, Laura was very, uh, it might be something that we didn't share, but the other thing too is she lives in the same area as, uh, you know, two right. of the kids right. and, and she's still Gigi and grandma to all of them. She still communicates with them. She's babysitting, you know, every weekend. So mm-hmm. um, Now I was, a, I was an adult with kids when I moved away from my mom. Like, I mean, we were a couple of miles apart yeah. until then. And she had a really hard time with us moving away a whole state. Um, but I think it was not because she missed me so much as the grandkids were, weren't right there to, you mm-hmm. know, to do things with. I was trying to remember if my mother experienced anything because I was the one child that left, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids, uh, well, uh, uh, Rita went to college down at New Mexico State, but I'm the one that never came back. But the kids moved back, to the, the other children moved back to Santa Fe. So she always always had them around. I'd come mm-hmm. back to visit, but that was kind of our relationship anyway. So, yeah. so. Well, let's move forward and talk about the holidays. So these feelings of loss and loneliness can be exacerbated by the holidays and um, these dep- depression and loneliness and, and, you know, with the media going on in the stores and everywhere, it's Christmas. Uh, we keep hearing about it. We keep seeing it. We keep being like, oh, okay. Um, so, Knowing that you're going to have an empty house at Christmas, and again, we went through this at Thanksgiving, um, what can we do to alleviate some of this loneliness and depression? Well, we could focus on the positives, right? Um, uh, do you love Christmas? Do you Are you happy that you don't have to deal with all the decorations and all the parties and all the wrapping and everything else anymore. You don't have to deal with that. Where do you fall in and there and focus on the things that make you feel best. Treat yourself to your favorites. Now it's your holiday. 
You don't have to focus on everybody else and what they all want. You get to say, what do I want? What can I do for me this holiday season? I know Toby does that. He likes to buy himself little gifties. <laughs> There's always something one's, coming to the one's door. One's sitting in the, out there right now that I haven't even opened yet. So. <laughs> and then schedule events and activities for you. So if you're like, you know, we used to go do the zoo lights every year. Doesn't stop you from going. Call up a friend and say, I want to go do zoo lights. You want to go with me? Um, or take your spouse or somebody else can go with you or you can go by yourself. Uh, just be adventurous, you know, plan those events. Don't just stay home because the kids aren't there to do it with. What do you think of that? Well, so again, you're stuck with a guy that doesn't celebrate Christmas <laughs> in, in the traditional sense. As, as he chooses. Yeah. Christmas for me is just a period where I'm in more contact with family and friends. Uh, I love entertaining during that period, and I'll use it as an excuse, you know, come over and have New Year's Eve dinner or Christmas Day dinner, but it's not, I don't decorate. Um, My gifts consist of of Amazon, uh, what do you call them? Gift Uh, cards. Gift cards, right? Mm -hmm. Each family gets their own gift card to do with what they want. Um, and I don't expect gifts in return. I have, you know, I'm, I'm, as you well know, I'm difficult to buy for because you don't never know what phase I'm going through. And besides, you just buy it for yourself anyway. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so if I wanted it, I'd buy it. That's uh, right. And I would just as soon, uh, the, and I've always had that the children, on the other hand, are doing the things that we did with them. They go down to see the National Christmas Tree in Washington. And uh, you, you've seen the, the images. Even in Florida, they celebrate kind of a weird sandy, beachy Christmas, you know. <laughs> um, so they're doing those things with their families. Mm-hmm. And that that's very fulfilling to me, knowing that uh, that they're kind of doing the same things that we did when we were a family, you know, when we were the, the family unit. Mm-hmm. And I much that to me, that's much more satisfying than worrying about it. And, and, you know, as well, again, there are times when I get back to each of their locations on the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, uh, Sean travels with her husband, with my son-in-law, they go back to Oregon every year for the Christmas holidays to see right. his family. Right. Uh, and so generally I call up Jason and I ask him to come over and let's have some Frito pie <laughs> for Christmas and watch some football or whatever we want to do, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So um, uh, again, because because I think I, I didn't experience that, it, it, I, I feel like I don't have the the need to fulfill that. There's not an empty part of me that requires fulfilling, I guess is the best way to describe it. I had a, you know, a great family, great life mm-hmm. during that period mm-hmm. with my family. I can reach out to them anytime I want by getting on an airplane or opening up uh, FaceTime. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Uh, and I'm, and it's maybe it's just because it, it might be different if I was still married, you know, Mm. If I was married to someone who might have to deal with that, mm-hmm. um, but the the fact that I'm independent makes it I think it makes it a lot easier for me. Mm. Okay. Um, so, what we need to focus on, or not focus on, or get rid of, is our manuals. Uh, throw out the manuals for how others should spend their holidays. Right? Uh, if we have in our minds that. Every year, our kids need to come back home and spend it with us and get up Christmas morning, and we're going to do everything just like we used to. Um, We are setting ourselves up for a 
you know, some, some hurt. Uh, so it's best to just throw out those manuals and let everybody decide what it is that they want to do once they're adults, you know, let that go. Um, when you argue with reality, you're going to lose, right? They should be here or I should be there or we should be together. All those shoulds are going to just cause you pain. Don't argue with reality, accept what is and be flexible. Choose new traditions that fill up your empty space and time. So if suddenly the kids are not coming home uh, for whatever reason, they have new jobs, they can't afford to uh, leave and, and come visit for Christmas, or the weather is bad, or whatever it is, for whatever reason, they can't make it home for the holidays and you have this empty house and your, your expectations are not met. You need to have some coping mechanisms in place to deal with that. So take a look at your thoughts. Are you holding on to, well, it should have been this way. And I wish it would have been. And all of those things that are not reality. If you're hanging on to those, you're only going to hurt yourself. So let that go. Face reality and make the best of it. So I was just thinking, I, I didn't feel like that's what we were doing at Thanksgiving. I felt like, oh, a certain set of events. We had kind of plans. You well, you weren't like, this. it wasn't like, oh, well, you're second place. No, it was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, well, we're not going to do that, so let's do this. Right. That That's kind of how I felt. It was an option. You know, if, if we hadn't decided to do that, I still might have made a turkey just to have a couple of turkey sandwiches kind of thing. But, uh, you know, you had to change your plans. I had to kind of change my plans. And so we said, well, let's just do it together. But I don't remember it being like, a uh, a move of we got to do something for Thanksgiving in desperation, you know. Um, <laughs> no. It just it just kind of worked out for. Well, it. I think it, we're very flexible people. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's one yeah. of the one of the things that makes this all easier because you called and you said, "Hey, we're not we're." Uh, I spoke with my mom. We're not going out to visit her for Thanksgiving for whatever reason. And um, you want to do Thanksgiving together? You yeah. know, I mean, it was a real easy, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't remember it being like, we don't want, we don't want to be alone at Thanksgiving. It wasn't, you know. <laughs> well, um, I'll have to tell you that my husband has worked for an airline uh, for 36 years. I worked for that same airline for seven, almost eight years. So we got used to having to work very strange schedules, very off schedules. You worked nights or you worked weekends, you worked holidays. And I know a lot of people nowadays do do that. And so you get used to the idea that, you know what, if we can't celebrate on the 25th of December, we'll celebrate another day. It's not a big deal what day the, cal the calendar says or what time of day, if it's nighttime or morning or whatever, it doesn't matter. What matters is you're together and you're enjoying the company of your family and your friends. So... Manage your thoughts and separate your opinions from facts and circumstances. This is especially uh, for those people who are experiencing some depression or feelings of loss, uh, sadness around the holidays. You want to look at, okay, what am I feeling? I'm feeling sad. Okay, what am I thinking that's making me feel that way? So you want to separate out your thoughts from your feelings and your thoughts from your circumstances. So why am I thinking that? Because this has happened. So when we separate out all of those things and take a good look at them, 
it helps us to understand why we're feeling what we're feeling and to have some control over that. So write out all of your thoughts about what's going on for you right now. If you're having feelings of loss or depression, write your thoughts. What is making you feel that? What are you thinking? And then determine which of those thoughts are going to serve you and which ones are not. And then you can make that conscious choice about what it is you want to think. Okay, and then it's your choice. Are you going to decorate or not? Toby doesn't decorate. I'm not a fan, but my husband likes to decorate. He puts up the tree with the lights. And if the kids are around, they like to put the ornaments on. I'm not a fan, and it's mostly because I know I'm going to have to take down and put away everything that gets put up. And I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'll just say that one more time. I'm not a fan. Uh, Kevin, I, I don't. Listening. I don't mind looking at other people's decorations. That's very nice. That's enjoyable. But doing it myself is just a lot of work, and I, I don't. Um, I don't need it. And I know you don't need it either. No, no. Uh, my my lights consisted of I, of uh, that area that I lived in, the Hewning Castle yeah. area. Yeah. They went all out on Christmas Eve. The whole neighborhood got together. I mean, they decorated the clubhouse. They decorated the clubhouse. People would stand outside, make the, fires, the luminarias, stuff on the gates, and the, everything. Yeah. And the city would block it off, right? So you you oh, actually right, the whole area. Yeah, they right, blocked the, the area off, and you had to take buses down there in mm-hmm, order to do it. Mm-hmm. They did it up big, and that yeah. was. And then, then you had the old town with the exactly. Yeah, so the, I, if I wanted Christmas decorations, I could get Christmas farolitos. Yeah, farolitos. <laughs> There's another area in Santa Fe along Canyon Road that they really decorate with yeah. farolitos, and it gets yeah. really, really pretty. But yeah. again, it just gets crowded, and it's only yeah. one night a year, so yeah. everybody tries to make it out. Mm. So, so and then and then think about holiday foods. Sometimes we're like, well, I really miss having all of those goodies that you know Mom used to make it at Christmas time. Pick out which one was your very favorite and make one batch. You know, just to have that memory that little bit, then you're not going to feel so deprived and left out because you've got that one thing that was important and it gives you that little treat. Um, My husband and I like to do, um, we do spiced nuts just because it's kind of like pecan pie, but not as, you know, you don't have to eat so much. You can have just a couple of them and uh, they're a little bit healthy, not too bad for Mm. you. They have a little sugar and a little egg white in there, so... If I could find a place to buy one slice of fruitcake, my mm. Christmas would, my that holiday. Well, you get that basket, you know, that has the, 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 the meats and things, and they usually yeah. have one, one, little, yeah, that's one thing of fruitcake in there. Because I, 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 as <laughs> I'm driving down the Walmart main aisle, yeah. the first thing you run into is the batch of fruitcake. Mm. By this time, it's at least a month old anyway. By Christmas time, it's another month old. Mm. So it's rock solid fruitcake, but I think that's kind of the design. That's how fruitcake is made. Hmm. Uh, I used to order one from um, Harry and David's. Mm-hmm. And I did that for several years just so I could get my one slice. It was a rum. It was actually a rum-flavored mm. fru- fruitcake that was really good. Maybe nice. I'll do that again this year. You get a small one and then you can share it with people and, yeah. Put it in boxes and send it to people. It or would just, last. Yeah. I think it's just the kind. Just invite some people over here. I, I, I get cake. the impression <laughs> that fruitcake you could put in your nuclear... Uh, shelter, <laughs> shelter and it would be there for if it ever happened okay and gifts you have to make a decision on if nobody's coming home 
Are you going to get yourself a gift? Are you going to get your spouse a gift or your friends or who are you getting gifts for? And are you going to get gifts? That's totally a choice now. You know, you don't have to put on a front for the kids. Uh, If you don't want to exchange gifts, you don't have to. Uh, Or if you just want to do, you know, something for the other person, like an act of service. We talked about this the other day. What is your love language? And if it's act of service, maybe you just want, uh, maybe your wife wants the carpets cleaned. So you book somebody to come in and clean the carpets. And that was her gift because that's what she wanted. Um, That's okay, you know, or... If you want to fix something around the house that needs fixing while you're on vacation, that could be your gift. Uh, uh, Christy, our friend Christy mentioned that she and her son were exchanging coupon books. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I couldn't remember if it was going both ways or one way, you know, just one way, but the coupon would have a... I think a, a she cash. said her son would give them to her. Right. Like for that hugs. That he could cash and, it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's because kind of a neat he can't, idea. if he doesn't have any money to afford right. to buy anything for right. her, then that's, that's a nice option. Yeah. Um, and then if you decide, I don't, I don't want to buy a gift for me. I just, you know, I liked buying toys and I liked buying things for children, toys for tots, um, uh, Salvation Army, uh, firemen, police, they often collect toys for children, underprivileged children the at Marines, Christmas time. So, too. or you can go to the mall if you still have malls around and sometimes they'll have the christmas tree and you get to pick off an angel or an ornament and it tells you this child needs a a gift and there here's their list of things that they would like to have and their sizes and so you can buy something and then and give it over to the people who are collecting and they'll wrap it up and and make sure the kid gets it so one of the things that we used to do at the uh, when we were running the um public access station is i used to teach courses and for the period before Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas, rather than pay the $10 fee for the course, you could take the course if you brought a can of food. Mm. And then we'd turn that over to the food bank to uh, distribute t- during that period as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. I like the idea of collecting just some things. I mean, going into a, go, go into a grocery store, spend 100 bucks, buy canned foods, and take it to a, a food bank or one of the uh, homeless shelters. Well, and a lot of times the grocery stores even help you out with that. If yeah. you want to buy a bag of food, they will do that for you. Right. They just pay for it. And they, you know, they you get the credit for it. Right. But they put the work into it for right. you. And and they deliver it. They, they deliver it in your yeah. name. So that's a good way, especially yeah. if you can afford to do that for others. Yeah. 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 And going to give you that same feeling as if you were to give a gift to a family member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So celebrate with fans. If your <laughs> kids are far away for the holiday season, celebrate with others who are also alone. We talked about this again at Thanksgiving, but you can host a party. You can go see the lights and decorations with some friends. I know one year I had a friend who won a limousine ride and she decided to bring some friends along in the limousine and just drive around and see Christmas lights. And, you know, have some eggnog or hot chocolate in the in the limousine. So that was really kind of an adventure. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, do a white elephant gift exchange. Toby talked about a poker game with a white elephant gift exchange. Mm-hmm. That sounded like a lot of fun. Or play some kind of a, you know, uh, a game. My mom always put together little uh, scavenger hunt, treasure hunt type games for the kids. Uh, you can you can do that with your friends. Um 
that that was she said they always remembered those games more than they remembered the gifts that they got so that was a tradition that we had we had a pictionary tradition at the holidays and we still remember those you know we still remember instance funny events that occurred in each of those games yeah yeah. uh and then go caroling you know you can uh, walk around the neighborhood with your friends and sing or you can go certain places like uh, a senior center or you could you know call uh, different places uh, hospice center or wherever they might um, be happy to have carolers come in can you think of any other places like that? I mean, a hospital might want to keep it kind of quiet. I the don't the know, hospitals but... I know are uh, used to be open to that kind of stuff, but now they've limited to uh, prof- no, uh, nonprofit organizations who act on somebody's behalf. Uh, but uh, for me, it's always been let me let me box up some groceries. You know, uh, go go to Walmart, spend a hundred dollars on cans, and there's a there's a a homeless shelter in Albuquerque that I used to go to mm-hmm. and uh, just take foodstuffs and they were very appreciative. I didn't I didn't feel like I needed to make sure, you know, make sure you say my name when you're passing this oh. stuff out. I, I, you know, <laughs> no. it was just, uh, I, I had this and I'd like to share it with you. Yeah. I'm going to find out, I, I don't know if in Bernalillo they have a homeless shelter, uh, but if they do, I'll probably do the same thing this year. I see, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so technology provides a way for us to reach out and touch each other. Is Ma Bell used to have uh, AT and T used to have that commercial reach out, reach out and touch, touch someone. someone. Um, we now have FaceTime, Skype, Zoom. There's all kinds of ways that we can talk to our beloved friends and family members on the holidays, and it's fun if your kids who have their own kids can film a little, you know, bit of the morning of opening gifts and you can watch that video or uh, they can put up little Instagram photo, you know, stories and that sort of thing that you can, that you can feel like, you know, you get those little moments that you didn't have to be there for three days to get that moment because they, they took pictures and put it up for you to enjoy. So you get that little moment that you wanted. And, and again, the girls, the East Coast girls are very good at that with uh, with their kids and their families uh, taking pictures, getting mm-hmm. them on Instagram, the little 60-second videos. And, and sometimes that can make you feel a little bit like, you know, oh, I wish I was there for that. Yeah. You know, I wish I could hold them and yeah. and talk with them about what they got but just if you just open up that communication and give them a call a little later and ask you know how ask the grandkids what what did you get for christmas and what are you going to do with that and you know um you get you get that that fulfillment i think mm-hmm. yeah yeah offer to visit before or after the holidays sometimes the holidays are just too hectic uh and the flights are full, and everything's expensive. Um, hotels are more expensive; they're more full. So maybe do what Toby did, and two weeks before Thanksgiving, he went to visit his kids and spend time with them. Um, sometimes, uh, when you work for an airline or some other uh, corporation or whatever that that you work during the holidays, it you have to go. I we used to do this. Uh, we used to 
have our Christmas in January. We'd, we'd go, okay, because the middle of January, the flights are wide open and it's easy to get places and, you know, we don't have to worry. We can get off work easier. Uh, so we go middle of January and we'd just push Christmas and it's okay. It works. So, yeah, do that. <laughs> it's more relaxing. It's more helpful. Uh, you get to see what the kids already got, or, you know, it's yours isn't just one of a thousand presents. Yours is a special one because it's the only one that day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I prefer not traveling on holidays. Yeah. And I don't think they mind, you know, when I look at how busy they are during the holidays, having another person in the house kind of having mm-hmm. to manage mm-hmm. is just uh, more difficult. And, and, and it's a lot of distraction, right? Because they have plans now. They're, they're, they are right. going to go down to see the national Christmas tree right. and things like that. Right. And so I wait to in between the holidays to go visit. Unless, when, when was it? There was one season where they were all together. It's when it's easy for me to travel. I think right. they have one of those coming right. up where they're all going to be down. Now, and, I've and read that some families, even they'll book a resort yeah. or uh, like a ski vacation. Right. And they come from all over the country to one place and they have a vacation together yeah. or like your kids did when they went to Lake Tahoe that mm-hmm. one time and they all stay in a house together and they, they celebrate or they, you know, they, they enjoy each other's company. They have a little reunion and uh, when it's over, they all go back to their homes and yeah. nobody has to decorate or clean or provide the food or worry about you know, beds for everybody or anything. So that's also another option. Well, the, the other thing too is uh, Laura has uh, the is one of the con- condo. Well, you get a condo for two weeks anyplace. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Oh how yeah, it works yeah, exactly. Like a uh, timeshare thingy. Timeshare, yeah. Yeah. And and um, and she uses that as a way uh, to find the, because they still love their annual visits to the beach. And so she'll do that. So all the kids expect to go to the beach. Now, for Erica, who's living on the beach, it's not so important. But I think they just like getting together. So they still go down. We used to go down to um, uh, North Carolina, the the Outer Banks. Mm -hmm. And they still do that because she can get that condo thing down there. And they all just go down there at the same time. So Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. To get sand in their shorts. (laughs) Then they don't send you any. (laughs) And then, yeah, then they don't <laughs> so no control freaks, please. Flexibility makes for the best holiday experiences. Don't insist that, well, we've always done it this way. We're always going to do it this way. There is no other way. Um, there's always other ways. Um, if we stay open to that, we can have a lot, a lot of fun, you know, learning new things and trying new things. And it keeps us, keeps us our brains active and, and it just makes things more fun to try and try new things. So figure out which traditions are the most important that I have to have this every year or it's just not Christmas. Pick one and then let everything else go. You know, if we get there, we get there. If we don't, that's okay too. Pick one thing that you can hold on to and let the rest go. And then when the kids become adults, of course, they create their uh-huh. own traditions. You know, they, they might do the same things that you did when, you know, when they were growing up. They might do what we did and open their family presents on Christmas Eve and Santa presents on Christmas morning. 
and stockings and Christmas morning, or they might go, you know what, we don't need any of that. We're going to do this other thing instead. And that's okay too. Um, you know, they get to make their own traditions and we shouldn't be encouraging them to do that. And, and they do. As I look at them now, they re- they're, they're... Because they're married to people who have totally different traditions Well, sometimes. the simple fact of the matter is they're such strong personalities that the, the people they're married to went like, oh, okay, we'll do that. You know? <laughs> it's because they do this almost the same things that Laura had, had done for them. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, with the with evening, the New Year's Eve, and then the big opening on the Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and then the, it's, they do all the same thing. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, I'm sorry. Well, it was funny. We went back to visit Austin. Mm-hmm. On our on our trip just before Thanksgiving, and we spent time with my daughter there, and she was wondering where was her Advent calendar, and we're like, oh well, thought you might be dieting, so didn't want to give you chocolate if you know. You know, she's like, oh, I want it. So of course we had to get them and mail them off because they were. We need our Advent calendars. No. Oh, they want to hold on to that. Yeah. Candy so uh, Captain Marvel <laughs> says, I'm a humbug this year. I don't feel like having Christmas. I like the vacation idea. My kids are grown too. You need, uh, I know that you uh, came into the program uh, a little bit late, Captain Marvel. Uh, so make sure that you go back and see the beginning because we talked a lot about those uh, those kinds of things and the ideas yeah, we have. Yeah. Got to do what's right for you and enjoy. The unintentional thought model. So if your circumstance is empty nest for Christmas. You might have the thought, I'm alone and my kids don't need me anymore and this is not fun and I'm sad. You feel sad. And then your action might be to mope and complain and have a miserable time at Christmas being alone. So instead of just living with that, how about we come up with a intentional thought model instead? So if the circumstance is still the empty nest for Christmas, let's change our thought to, I'm going to do my favorite things this year and have some fun for me, right? Um, That might get you to start feeling anticipation and delight, excited, fun, The action might be to treat yourself, uh, to have a party or go to a party, to call your family and friends and tell them what you're up to, what fun things you're doing. And uh, so you'll have more to share and you'll be enjoying yourself more at the holiday. And you're not going to look back and go, I was miserable for Christmas last year. I guess I'll be miserable again this year. (laughs) Change it around. Change your thoughts and you'll change your results. So here's my recommendations. Manage your thoughts. Do a thought download. Write down everything you're thinking about the holiday season. Uh, What's in your mind? Write it all down. Take a look at it. And then do a thought model. Uh, If you're having feelings of sadness, depression, put that in the feeling line, and then go from there, you know, feeling sad. Why am I feeling sad? What am I thinking that's making me feel sad? Write that in. Uh, and then, and then what are my actions going to be? And I write that in and what's my result. And then take a look at it, sit there and feel it for a while and then decide if you want to change it. Uh, indulge in your favorites, be flexible, focus on the positives and get support if you need it. If you're still feeling sad, Well, stop feeling alone starting today by getting the support you need to find hope and happiness and learn the best way to enjoy this transitional time 
of becoming an empty nester. Click on the link below to schedule a call with me. Or if you prefer to do thought models on your own, there's also a link in the description box that will take you to the thought model uh, program, which is a three-step program of writing your thought download and doing your unintentional and your intentional thought models. And that's available also in the description box below. So check that out if you'd like to do self-coaching. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to holidays with emptiness? Um, uh, don't, don't, what's that? Illegitimate uncovered. Don't let the holidays get you down, right? <laughs> The, the holidays. <laughs> it's like, the, what are you saying there? Right. the The holidays are are there primarily because, because tempest fugit. Yeah. Time is time fleeting. Flies. Make um, make the most of it. You can you can do a lot of things for the holidays. the 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 problem with is that there are traditions. There are holiday traditions that were made by corporations mm. making holiday traditions. Uh, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, there's a story. Like Santa Claus. We yeah we we did a documentary once on Mexico that didn't have a uh, Santa Claus or all those things that we celebrate until the corporations took it down there. Yeah. Holiday holiday your holiday tradition is to uh, enjoy your life and if you have family and you can spend time with them either directly or on the phone, that's that's a good enough holiday tradition. You don't have to do anything else. No, that'll that'll you make you don't have to do anything. Right. It's all a choice. Right. You'd get to choose what you want to do. It makes you and, happy. And I don't want you to think that we're beating up on the Christmas tradition. We're just no, looking for just, alternatives. No, it's not a have to. to. Yeah, it's not a have <laughs> it's to. It's a choice. Okay. That's and it. if you want to just go to church Christmas Eve, that's awesome too. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks so much for being here today for all your uh, contributions to our conversation and for uh just being here <laughs> as i said <laughs> okay and for the softer side i am your life transitions coach shelly carney thank you for listening to the softer side with shelly carney and toby Eunice. please write to us with questions or ideas for future shows at thesofterside.info at gmail.com and visit the free member vault for more great tips and ideas at e